The San Jose Sharks got off to a hot start but have cooled as of late. What led to that slowing of their play? Plus, how can the Wilds come away with a win tonight? We ask Locked On Sharks host J.D. Young that and more on today's episode of Locked On Wilds. You're Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to a special crossover edition of Locked on Wild and Locked on Sharks, previewing the Wilds matchup against the San Jose Sharks tonight. Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wilds, joined by one of the content boys from Locked on Sharks, J.D. Young, joining me. J.D., what's happening? It's not too bad, buddy. I'm, I'm excited. We finally, we've been talking for a while and we've never got together and it's finally happening, so... Yeah, the, the chaos finally gets a chance to channel here uh, with the Wild and the Sharks meeting head-to-head. Uh, I figured for today we will just start by uh, getting a little more acquainted with the San Jose Sharks, who got off to a hot start, but uh, in the last 10 games it's been a little bit of a uh, rough go to say the least. 3-6-1 uh, and one in the Sharks' last 10 games. Uh Anything in particular, JD, that has led to the the little bit of the slide that we've seen from the Sharks here uh, over the last ten games? Well, I mean, they lost a lot of guys to uh, that were knocked out with COVID. Um, they literally lost two thirds of their defense uh, that was knocked out. I know Shimmick and Vlasic have not been a great pairing, but still, they are NHL ish caliber players. Losing Mark uh, uh, Eric Carlson it was a big hit, and then. Uh, Timo Meyer missed a bunch of games. Kevin LeBanc missed a bunch of games. So, um, yeah, when you when you lose just a bunch of people like that that are just gone, uh, you know the 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 shark Cuda as we called them, where half the the team was made of the Cuda, they did uh, pretty well in the home stretch. But then you know, like you can those guys kind of run out of gas when you're asked to go from playing AHL games, you know, every couple of days to actual NHL games. And uh, so yeah, there was you know just. Ran out of gas there. Um, they're back to being healthy, but then, um, you know, that first game back against Denver, uh, against Colorado. Uh, yeah, that's a lot to ask for against a Colorado team that is uh, very, very good. Yeah, and they're they're starting to play way better, too, than they did to start the year. Um, obviously, goaltending was uh, a, a big focus coming into the season and some new faces in the net this year after the uh, the ghost of Martin Jones last year and uh, Devin Dubnik for a little bit uh, last year as well, I think. Dubnik Island? Oh, yes. man. I, uh, I, I'm, you I'm miss those days? You know, it's funny because, like, as good as De- Devin Dubnik was, like, I became a huge fan of his, but having the caveat that when he was not good, he oh, was not good. I'm talking, yeah. like, season eight of game of thrones like not great at all and so obviously you know bringing in some new faces aiden hill one of them um have we seen a a change in the the numbers for the goalies has the goalie play been better so far this year yeah the goalie play has actually been one of the bright spots especially james reimer uh he i think right now is like second in the league in save percentage which i mean save percentage is whatever uh but yeah it's you know he's they have, and Hill's played well. He's had kind of a little bit of more up and down season compared to Reimer. 
Uh, but it's been nice to see kind of just more consistent goaltending instead of just consistently bad goaltending that we've seen the past three years with the Martin Jones back there. Um, you know, but Aiden Hill, he, he uh, kind of got shellacked against Colorado, but none of them were really kind of his fault. He got hung out to dry. He had a really nice performance against the Flames a couple, uh, about a week ago now, where he stopped like 19 of 20 shots in the second period and basically kept the Sharks in that game, had 37 of 38 uh, saves in that game. And like I said, with James Reimer, it's just been a much more calming presence with him where you, you know, the Sharks still have a tendency to give up uh, like two on ones and odd man breaks. And it's just nice knowing that like, oh, you might get a save out of this instead of just oh, this is going in the net, as it's been the previous couple seasons. One of the the other questions that I always find interesting um, in regards to the opponents coming in is obviously there are a lot of stories that are talked about, you know, at the national level, but then some stuff kind of slips through the cracks, and that's where us as the uh, the hosts covering the team on a daily basis get a chance to really elevate um, some particular stories. Any players who really have flown under the radar this year that deserve to get more mention than they have? Um, I think Timo Meyer. Uh, he's been off to a hot start, um, and then the COVID, like losing a couple of games to COVID. Uh, but especially after the past couple of years with Timo Meyer, there was a lot of questions. A lot of Sharks fans wanted to trade Timo Meyer this offseason, especially if they could have gotten a first round pick for him, even if it was a late first round pick. There was rumors that the Devils might trade the, I think it was like the 28th pick in the draft for Timo Meyer. Um, but he's, you know, going into a, this is a contract year for him. So going into this contract year where um, he has arguably, between him and Hurdle, have been the two best forwards on the Sharks. And it's been nice to see where he's just kind of gotten back to the basics of like, I'm just going to uh, take the puck and just drive to the net. And I'm bigger and faster than everybody else. And there's nothing that you can do about it. So, yeah, he's been one. And then I think uh, the play of Jonathan Dahlin, uh, the rookie from Sweden, who's had a very kind of off the path, uh, you know, off the beaten path trip to the NHL where, you know, he was drafted by the centers, traded to the Canucks. The Canucks uh, famously can't develop anybody. Uh, so he then got traded to the Sharks, um, got a concussion. And then the Sharks were like, you know what? Go play in Sweden for a couple of years. Go just destroy the league over there. Um, and then we'll see you. And he's been come in and he's had, he's come off to a hot start, uh, tied with the league, the team leading goals with six. And he's probably been, could be up to almost nine or 10 right now because he's been had just some ridiculous like uh, Rob on him. But yeah, he's, he's done a really nice job of kind of just fitting in on that top line between with Couture and, uh, and Meyer and has actually been one of the best uh, lines in all the NHL. So I have to ask about it before we flip to wild related questions. Evander Kane, obviously suspended for, 21 games. A yeah. lot of different things yes. that happened. Yes. And, you know, at this point, is is he even going to be able to – do you see a situation where he comes back to the team? Or are they going to attempt to kind of rid themselves of the entire situation if the opportunity presents itself? I don't know. I mean, Doug Wilson is famously tight-lipped about stuff like this. Um, you know, he's – if it was me, he would never be anywhere back in Teal again. Um, so we'll, we'll find out more at the end of the month as in suspension up. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you hear from the guys who are just like, oh, you know, like Couture is like, I haven't had this much fun in a long time. And, you know, and like Hurdle, Hurdle famously 
you know, kind of one of the big storylines is like, I can't play with him anymore. Like you need to get rid of him. And like when Tomas Hurdle, who's one of the literally most likable guys in the NHL, doesn't want to play with you, that's pretty bad. So um, I don't know, especially because they're kind of gotten to a skid. I don't know if they try to, if they become desperate and they're like, we need to act. Cause I mean, if you just look at his on ice talent, he's a very talented player. Yep. Um, but I don't know if you can trade all the locker room issues that he causes and all the eye off ice baggage that, you know, and it's, you know, everyone's like, give another chance to give another chance. But I mean, the dudes run out of chances at this point and he's, he is what he is. And I'm not sure what they're going to do if they're going to, you know, maybe try to bury him in the AHL or just kind of if it might be a Tony D'Angelo situation where you just send him away from the year and then you try to figure out what to do in the offseason. So your guess is as good as mine because Doug Wilson, uh, yeah, he's not going to say anything. He doesn't reveal his hand. So it's uh, it'll be fascinating to see how that plays out, to say the least. Uh, we will flip and uh, I'll give you the chance, J.D., to ask uh, some wild related questions as we gear up for the Wild Sharks matchup. Our Locked On crossover edition of Locked On Wild and Locked On Sharks continues next. But first, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing today's crossover edition of Locked on Wild and Locked on Sharks. Thank you for making both Locked on Wild and Locked on Sharks your first listen every day. Just as a reminder, both shows are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, JD, now it is your turn. I'll let your audience get to know the Wild a little bit better. So any Wild-related questions you have, hit me. How are they doing this? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, if you look, because we did our preview and uh, Kyle and I were, like, kind of looking at the numbers and we're just like, okay, like, their goaltending's been okay, you know, like, um, their penalty kill, their special teams are okay, like, it's a bad on the penalty kills is, is kind of just downright bad. They just... They just shoot a bunch and hope it goes in. Is that their their whole machine gun philosophy? So the best way that I can put it is that it has been a lot of what you wouldn't expect this Mm -hmm. year. And you look at the numbers, Kirill Kaprizov, two goals so far this year. Kevin Fiala, two goals so far this year. And obviously those numbers stick out. I will contend that they have been playing well, just have been unlucky themselves with uh, trying to get the puck in the net. But that has led to opportunities for guys like Ryan Hartman, who has seven goals so far. Marcus Foligno has, I believe, four goals so far. And so those guys have really stepped up to fill some of those scoring voids that are left from the top couple of lines. This team also is very deep. The third and fourth line 
have stepped up to fill some of the lack of production as well. You've got that uh, that they're playing now as the third line. Um, Nico Sturm, Nick Bugstead, and Brandon Duhame have been downright sensational all year to the point where they are getting play late in the game in overtime. They're getting a lot of opportunities because they produce, they play hard, they grind it out, and uh, they're just kind of the perfect fit that you want for one of those bottom two lines in your lineup. Uh, The Wild have had plenty of games so far this year where they have just kind of struggled to get things put together through the early part of the game. Um, obviously seven come from behind wins so far is a lot through, yes. uh, through 10 that wins. seem very sustainable. No. And so the thing is, you know, it's been really impressive that this team through their first 14 games, we feel like we haven't quite seen the, the complete game yet. Obviously the win against the Kraken was probably as close as we've come, but the fact that this team has faced you know, multiple goal deficits a few times this year. They've faced early deficits. They've faced third period deficits. They have faced two goal deficits as they did in Pittsburgh and come back to tie it with no time left in regulation somehow. Um, It's just a team that never quits. And even if they find themselves, you know, having a 3-1 lead against the uh, the Ottawa Senators, blowing it to where it's 4-3, coming back to tie and then winning in overtime. Like, it's it's not pretty, and uh, they don't really care at that point um, as long as the, the team gets the win. And, you know, you look at some of those numbers like the penalty kill. Uh, this team takes a lot of bad penalties, is a, and that is a huge problem, which has mm-hmm. led to the penalty kill being put through a lot of stress early on this season. Um, so... Obviously, a lot of that stuff you hope gets shored up as the season goes on, but early, I would say the early floor for this team has appeared to be, you know, kind of let the team hang around that they're playing and uh, find a way to gut out a one-goal win. And if that's your floor for the season, got to be pretty excited with that because I don't think we've found the ceiling yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup between the Wild and the Sharks just because the Sharks have their early season success was they kind of wanted to like grind you out in the, the offensive zone, you know, their, their forecheck was relentless and stuff like that. And, you know, the past couple of games, they've haven't really been able to get back to that. And I think uh, coach Bob Bugner made a big point of like, we need to get back to our identity. So I, I really want to see how, you know, the two philosophies where the wild team were a lot more running gun. We're just going to shoot, 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 shoot. And the sharks are going to kind of, they want to play that more puck possession control um, and see who can kind of, implement their will and you know you said the the wild take a lot of bad penalties that that might work in the sharks favor where their their penalty kill has been pretty decent you know i think they're like 11th in the league right now um but that's again that's without eric carlson for half the that time you know and the the sharks power play they've done pretty good job of splitting like burns on one eric carlson on another and letting those two guys run the power play and so i'm really interested to see how these two different styles match up and who can kind of you know, take control of the game. And I will say recently we had a pretty good example of the fact that the wilds are necessarily conducive to teams that come in and try to play that physical style. Uh, the Vegas golden Knights who are missing everyone, every <laughs> single player on the roster yes. just tried to play this physical bruising style. And yes, the wild were coming off of a back to back 
They played Arizona, though, so everybody pretty much sat out the third <laughs> period to get rest. So that was frustrating, is seeing a team that was shorthanded go up against the Wild and be able to exert their will and physically just push the Wild around. Uh, that's been something they've struggled with over the last couple of seasons, you know, since I really started keenly following this team. Um, St. Louis is a good example of that last year, that they were able to just come in and just play bully ball with this team, um, and it really, really took them out of their element. So that is a concern on my end, um, that if a team comes in like the Sharks and they try to really be physical and push the Wild around, not only does that wear them down and the speed that they want to try to use, that also could lead to Marcus Foligno taking exception and maybe getting a roughing minor or or getting put in the box for fighting or Brandon Duhame dropping the gloves. Um, so it, it's going to be really interesting if the Sharks are able to get to that type of style. This could be a uh, this could be a tight one between these two teams. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, especially because the Sharks' offense hasn't really been able to get going the past couple of games. They've been a little bit stuck in the mud. And I, I want to kind of say that's more of just based on you know not having the full team, and then you know you get back trying to kind of get back a lot of those guys. You know, like Carlson and LeBanc, they hadn't played hockey in two weeks, and then it's like, oh, go out there and play against the Avs and just get caved in. So I think this will be kind of a good test for the Sharks to see if they can kind of get back to how they were in the beginning of the season, kind of we were joking, the good vibe sharks, where it's just like, you know, this team, nobody's expecting much from this team. And if they can come out and continue to surprise some players, some, some people. So, yeah. We'll tell you what, let's finish up with just some, the wild or the sharks will win. If to, uh, to finish off our preview here of tonight's matchup, we continue the locked on wild locked on sharks crossover next. But first, BetOnline.ag is back, and they are better than ever. With a new web interface for the start of the basketball season, plus more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code Locked On to receive that welcome bonus. They've got everything from NBA, NFL, NHL, boxing, UFC, college football, college basketball, and your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Final segment of today's Locked On crossover edition of Locked On Wild and Locked On Sharks. Thank you for making both shows your first listen every day. I'm Seth Topol. You can follow me here, J.D. Young of Locked On Sharks. You can follow him right there. And, uh, J.D., let's finish off with uh, just uh, I'll let you go through and answer this question first, and then I can answer it on the wild end. The Sharks beat the wild tonight if I think if they can implement their kind of more aggressive offensive um, that we've seen earlier in the season, kind of grind down and slow down, especially like Kirill Kaprizov, you know, kind of keep those guys in check. Um, I think the biggest thing is going to be that third line uh, where the Sharks third line has been bad this year. I think uh, going into it, uh, like Nick Benino uh, has zero points so far this year. Um, I think Matt Nieto has got like one assist, like even strength assist. So it's, it's been a 
tough go for that third line, but the Sharks are kind of more of a two-line team. So if those Hurdle and Couture, if those guys can kind of get the cycle going and then score off that, I think um, that's their best success. Uh, and then, you know, get a power play goal or two. So If the Wilds are going to win, they need to do a couple of things. Number one, we need to avoid the former Minnesota player curse. Brett Burns okay. seems to score Brett on... Brett Burns destroys, single-handedly <sighs> destroys you guys. He, and they're not just like normal goals. They're like... No. They're like going in his Hall of Fame uh, highlight package goals. <laughs> I have nightmares every time I see the Sharks on the calendar because I'm like, well, Brett Burns is getting two points tonight. Like, that's just a and guarantee. He's been good. He's been a point of player game, especially playing like 30 minutes a night with all the, the, the children. It's crazy. The thing that worries me too is, and I did look at this, you just mentioned Nick Benino with zero points so far in the season. And uh, I, I don't remember the exact quote. But he was interviewed about it, and he said, you know, this is this is just a weird stretch for me. Like, I, I haven't really had this type of a scoreless drought to uh, in a season really ever. And so, you know what that means is that that... Revenge yeah, game. <laughs> It's likely that that's going to be broken in probably the most ridiculous way possible in this game tonight. So, we got to avoid the former Minnesota Wild player curse. The Wilds are also much better when they can get out to the early lead. So if we can get a goal, uh, in particular from IE, Kevin Fiala, Kirill Kaprizov, one of those two, um, get off to an early lead. It, it was fascinating. Maybe my favorite game of the year was the game against the Islanders because you hear about Barry Trotz wanting to play this style in which they basically don't let the opposing team have the puck in the third period and they just drive them nuts. Wild flipped that on them in that game. And so get the early lead and then just play keep away for the third period. Um, I think is a great style for the wild to, uh, to come away with the dub here tonight, but um, it all is going to hinge on how they look early. I, I, I don't mean to use this cliche. I hate using cliches, but the wild seem this year to be very, very, very good at telling us how they're going to play based on the first like five minutes of the period. And if they're if they're out there sleepwalking on the ice, it's uh, it's going to have to be a comeback. But if they come out, they've got juice. They're jumping all over the place. Then we might have ourselves uh, a nice start. So if we can do that, I think it'll be a win for the Wild. But if the Sharks come in and be physical. We may be headed to 10 and 5. Mm. What's your prediction? I am going to go with a 4 to 3 win for the Wilds. Uh, that was what I predicted too. 4 to 3 win for the Wilds. So. Well, there we go. Yeah, a nice close win. Um, just th there hasn't been a game other than maybe the Kraken game that has been um, like non heart attack for me so far this year. <laughs> so. We're getting closer, so maybe we'll have that tonight, but probably not. Which I'm, no. I'm fine with it. I don't mind living on the. It's uh, exciting. It's more exciting that way. Yes. After watching two years of really bad hockey, like a four to three loss where the game's exciting and stuff. Oh yeah, I'll take that. So. Yeah, I do not mind six to five in the slightest. So yep. we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we are going to finish with the um, the little game that I've come up. Um, for the season and this is a perfect opportunity to invite the listeners to try to put together their best lineup 
for the Locked On Lineup Challenge. Uh, we'll throw the tweet out closer to game time with these lineups, and uh, I may recruit a couple of wild media people to play as well. But, uh, J.D., as the listeners may be familiar with on Twitter, we're doing the Locked On Lineup Challenge, and how it works is you pick one player off of each line. So you got four forwards. You can only pick one player per line and then a defenseman as well. Goals are worth three points. Assists are worth two points. Most points wins. Pretty simple. I can't. I, I maybe have in the 14 games that we've done so far, I maybe have two wins. Maybe. <laughs> I still haven't done. I'm going to do it at the end of November. I haven't done a standings update yet, but... It's been a struggle. Like I've I've gone up against the ghost. You're bad at your own game. I know. I like worst. at what point do I just retire from playing my own game? It's embarrassing. I uh, you're this far in, you can't just give up yet. No. So gotta commit. You're gonna turn the corner. So I, not tonight. Yeah. I will, since the sharks are the visitor, I'll let you go first because it sounds like you've got your lineup all ready to rock. I do. Uh so line number one, I'm going with Timo Meyer. Uh line number two, uh Tomash Hurdle. Line number three. I'm going Nick Benino in the revenge game factor. Uh, and then line number four, our one and only Lord Jasper Weatherby. And then, of course, I can't pick, I can't not pick Brent Burns against the Wild. So yeah. that is my, yeah. I'm going to go, and this is based off of the uh, the lines that the Wild used in Seattle because I think they'll stay pretty similar to what we saw. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Kirill from the top line. I'm going with Jewel Erickson Eck from the second line. Third line, I'm going with Nico Sturm. And the fourth line, I'm going to go with Ryan Hartman. Now, technically, the Hartman line is the third line, but I one from each line, so we're good there. And then on defense, I think I'm going to go with Matt Dumba. Mm. So... The uh, the power play specialist, the captain, alternate captain, but uh, elite offensive option. So um, we'll tweet those out, and may the best team win. It's mine. I have Brent Burns. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. Well, that's, I think, going to do it for this crossover edition of Locked on Wild and Locked on Sharks. Listeners, now that you've finished your first listen for the day, uh, make sure to follow Locked on Sharks. If I can figure out how to point, there we go. Um, make sure your second listen of the day is Locked on Sharks as you guys did a preview of tonight's game as well. So a little more intel from the Sharks can be found uh, over at Locked on Sharks. The content boys coming through in the clutch. Also, uh, William Eklund. We had William freaking Eklund on there. <laughs> go listen to that. <laughs> That's like, yes. Yes. Well worth the time. So make sure to check that out as well. And uh, make sure to follow both shows wherever you listen to podcasts, all of the social media channels, because uh, both of us are very active in the Twitter sphere. Also, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube for both shows as well. And if you want to stay up to date on both the San Jose Sharks and the Minnesota Wilds, make sure to stay up to date with Locked on Wild and Locked on Sharks with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.